We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, everything, everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. About. Jingle bells. I don't know why I want to sing Jingle Bell Rock. Christmas is not close. I think it's maybe because I've been thinking about, maybe you feel my energy. I've been thinking a lot about Christmas songs. Um, I love Christmas music. I think I've said this before. But I always get excited when November comes around because that's when you can kind of start justifying playing it in public and people don't think you're weird. <laughs> I, I mean, you can play it year around in your car. Who gonna, I mean, we grown. I say we we not in high school anymore, so you don't have to worry about the judgment. You're right. I mean, that's true. I always, it's just weird when people like get in my car and I'm listening to Christmas music and people be like, wait, are, is this, is this like... What is what is this? Is this Carol of the Bells? And I'm like, yeah, it's my favorite Christmas song. I just, you know, it's it's April, and I just want to listen to some Christmas music because I feel like Christmas music is good. It's all happy. That's why I like it. It's all. See, I'm not a Christmas music fan. One of my, I I don't know why I was just singing Jingle Bell Rocks. Maybe because I was thinking about Home Alone, and you know they sing that. Okay. Um, but I like Let It Snow by Boys to Men. Okay, classic, classic. Um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, but what? one of my friends, she's like, I like lettuce though. I thought you was gonna go on the list, and then you bust out with, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And then my friend, I have a friend that listens to Christmas music year round, mm-hmm. and he'll call me with the Christmas music playing in the background, and I'm just like, oh, okay. So that's I like that friend already because that's dope. And, and he said his wife be getting annoyed because he. <laughs> I think that's dope. So I don't have, I always, because people always look at me weird every time, because I really would blast it. It would be a normal part of just, you know, my normal playlist. Now, there's some Christmas songs that I feel like it has to be just Christmas time, but it's a lot of them that's like, it's just good. Like, it's good music and it's all happy and it's about being upbeat. And yeah, I love it. CeeLo's Christmas album, I can listen to front to back all year long love it all of it have you ever heard his version of mary did you know no do yourself a favor and find it like you'll be shocked that it's it's CeeLo like you I didn't know that it was I remember my cousin was playing it so I'm like I asked him who is this and he says you don't know he's like just listen to the voice and I'm listening I'm like bruh I have no idea who this is and he said CeeLo I'm like CeeLo Green like CeeLo Green, The Voice, Little Hands, like this, what? Oh, not <laughs> Little like, Hands. Well, that's what, one of my homegirls from college, that's what she called him. She called him Little Hands. No offense, I like CeeLo Green, but she was like, he has really little hands, it's creepy. But yeah, no, th- his his version of Mary Did You Know is dope. Yeah, I have to check it out. Now I'm just thinking, now every time I see him i'm gonna think of little hands and then i'm gonna start thinking about um what's that group with the guy who had the hands yin yang twins now you it's just, just too disrespectful many. now you just disrespectful it's just too many correlations i'm sorry and what's that group? <laughs> you so disrespectful <laughs> what's the group uh they had um he had the hand I'm not going to entertain you no more, Lisa. So we're going to move on. Because you're so disrespectful. Wasn't it? What is the group name? They, uh, three Six yeah. Mafia. <coughs> I'm not doing this with you. You about to make Man, me choke bro. on my spit. <coughs> like, excuse me, y'all. Are Lord. you okay? I'm not fooling with you because I'm not. I'm not gonna do this with you today. No, no, I but I'm just saying, little. You the one started. No, you said little hands, but so I, I didn't say it in that way. I'm not doing this with you. And that, that made me shake so, it like a fault shaker. So, um, Tamar Braxton got a hand bit off. I mean, <laughs> that came out so wrong. So Tamar Braxton. Okay, so let's do something. What's the next thing? Let's <laughs> scroll. Let's do something else. Tay- <laughs> 
You said Tamar Vince had an argument in the hotel and the police had to come. That's what it was. And yeah. then they found out. I'm thinking he hit her. He bit her. That's a whole nother level. I'm like, do you think... Talk about something serious. We're not, See, I'm not doing this with I'm you. I'm just saying. I'm not he, doing this I can actually believe that he mistaked her for food. I'm not doing this with you. So <laughs> I was I listening to Ricky Smiley. That is yo. actually believable because they walked out of there in a united front. <laughs> and they take a special person to hold the hand <laughs> the person that beat She had the chicken wing in her hand and she kept playing with it. You know how people do the little airplane thing? She was like, <laughs> he just <laughs> and they thought it was a domestic dispute. He was just hungry. <laughs> it's like a special person to walk out with somebody who just bit them. Look at if man. it was intentional. That's real love. That's real That's love. Biting it off. Who I'm like, man, cannibalism is real in these streets. Well, look here. You hungry? The closest thing to you is your wife. You just bite her finger. Look like a chicken wing. So I'm sure we'll never get the real story with that. Like we don't know why she left the real. So it's just a whole lot of uncertainty flowing around. But best of best of luck to Vince and Tamar. I um, hope she all right though, for real. I'm, honestly, because I was a little nervous. I honestly was kind of glad when I found out he just bit her hand because I was like, oh, okay, good. So like. On- it was a mistake. In my mind, it was a mistake. They were playing with food. He hadn't eaten all day because they had been working. He mistakenly bit her. And that's just what it was. It wasn't deeper than that. That's what that's that's what I'm telling myself. Mm-hmm. I believe in, you know, black love. Yeah. Love on. That's what like I'm saying. Love matters. That's what I'm saying. That's what that's that's where I'm at. And I'm that's my story and I'm gonna stick to that. So we're gonna on, um let them on the lighter note. Young Jock is bringing back um, perms. Um, so, Young Jock is this has to be for? It got to be for. It is he playing in he a movie? He's doing the major moves in out there in L.A. He he on a movie set. Okay, and so he that's said y'all keep is. talking because he out here getting it. And I, you know, I'm convinced I'm, that he's trolling us. Huh? I'm convinced that he's just trolling us. I'm very he convinced. is trying to because I mean the Mama D song. I mean, like <clears throat> I tweeted one day that you have to remain humble because you could be on Billboard Top 100 today and singing back up for Mama D tomorrow. Like life is just uncertain. It's rough. It's real, real rough out here. You have to be careful. You can never get too big headed. Meet me in the club. It's going down. In and that now order. Like, in that order. In that <laughs> order. In that order. In that. You can't sign these bad boy deals. People like for real, for real, buy this song. This is a real song that people buy. And like she, she, she has this video of her doing it on Ricky Smiley. I saw that. And this is a real thing. It. I, you know what's crazy though? Mama D doesn't really talk about her being in the studio that often, but she's the only person we see fruit from. This is true. She I've really doesn't. Too. She don't. She's not talking about going in the studio, but she produces but she, work. It, I believe that came out. I believe it was I deserve Lisa. Be- oh, <laughs> here we go. You can't just do this stuff right. <laughs> but I give you a pass with that one because that's not one that you needed to know. Honestly, <laughs> that's not one you, you didn't have to know. That one you really didn't. It, I deserve, and now she got in that order. It's two hits. It was popping on social but media. It really hits though. Are it's really on hits? social media land for for fun. I like, guess it's when her teeth fell out on I deserve. Now that was the killer. That took her to another level. That laughter. That was such a level of professionalism because she didn't even like she just <laughs> turned around <laughs> and like put him back in like. <laughs> The level of professionalism that was like a that was old Beyonce move. Like I messed up, but I'm gonna like fix it, you know, while you're still watching me and act as in if that nothing order. ever happened. In that order, that's yeah, yo, that's old Mama D. Shout out to you, Mama D. You the real MVP. We should. I don't know in what universe. What yeah. you think? 
Mm. I don't know. I know we can play her song in transition now. In that or I mean, she ain't got that much money. She might try to sue us though. I don't even. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm trying to play with those. I feel like other people be like, you know what? Whatever. Yeah, I got you know y'all. Y'all around here struggling. Yeah, I got no money. But Mama D might be like, well, y'all on my level. Y'all in my tax bracket. She, she said that it, she would go to blows over the people who are shading jock on social media. I say you better hold I don't think down your shading home. Shading him though. I think we're all just enjoying. When they changed his place, his face to Pam from Total, I was done. <laughs> I was done. The nursing one got me. <laughs> he, uh, your auntie, that's the CNA. Your one, your auntie, that's the CNA. I was done, yo. I wait, was wait, on the on the nursing outfit. He did look like somebody auntie. <laughs> I said he need facial hair because this is messing him up. <laughs> I just love it. I really love it. But I'm convinced that, you know, he this has to be for it gotta be for a movie. He's making a lot of money. You know, I mean, whatever your hairstyle is, it's just he looks particularly weird with it. And maybe yeah. it's because I've never seen Yo, they made him Dej. They made him Dej. <laughs> so my friend posted that a picture of him saying he gonna play Juanita Bynum in a lifetime movie. Goodbye, Lisa. I'm not, I'm no, not. it's for real. I gotta see you the picture. No, nope. it said Lifetime presents Young Jock as prophetess Juanita Bonham, the threshing floor, a biopic. That's gonna be a good story. He is in Atlanta. I'm not dealing with Lisa. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not gonna do this with you, Lisa, because this man is not gonna be funny to bite him. And the saddest thing is, without even looking at it, I see it. That's why I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this with you. I'm not. I refuse. I quit. I quit. You didn't see it. I quit. So what we um. Cause we're gonna move on to something. They a little said, more. "Young Jock, you remember when SpongeBob went to prom with Pearl?" Say no more. <laughs> I'm not doing this with you, cause I'm not. <laughs> so, um, did you get the? Uh, no, I want you to see this picture. It hasn't come through, and I'm not looking <laughs> this. I'm gonna put my phone away. Um, yeah, I'm not doing this with you, Lisa, <laughs> because. I really want you to see this because people be texting me telling me that it's bad is it's bad that i'm laughing at folks and i'm like y'all don't understand i got a text message about laughing at countess vaughn <laughs> i wasn't the reason that we were laughing at countess vaughn it wasn't all me it was Maybe. countess vaughn <laughs> and it was you too because these people don't understand the ways in which you be saying stuff but I laugh, so folks think it's just me. I'm not dealing with you with this. Nope. I'm not. I'm I'm not gonna deal with this because people are gonna keep saying it's me. I'm no I'm you gonna get look at this picture. I'm telling you, it's such a blessing. Lisa, you Jesus. <clears throat> okay, I'm. I'm Y'all be pray for me. I'm going to be serious because I'm not. I'm not. It's not. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not doing this with Lisa. You saw the picture, Lisa. I'm not dealing with this with you. <laughs> I'm not. Um. So black men support Leslie, right? That's mm-hmm. what we need to talk about because that's serious. And um. So Leslie Jones, which I feel really, really bad for Leslie Jones. I don't understand. I understand how people can be so stupid. I understand how people can be so honestly evil, man. Like apparently hackers because of, you know, you know, remember the whole thing on Twitter when she had all these like trolls coming after her because of 
her playing in Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. So apparently some hackers, Twitter, like, canceled out some hackers. Well, it's speculated that these same people that did the hacking um, hacked into her iCloud account, got new photos of her, and posted it to her official website. Oh, wow. Right. Which is crazy. Insane. And people I think, have too much time. It, yeah, but it's just, to me, it's so sad because it's like, you know, for a lot of people that have known Leslie Jones and known that she's, you know, she's been in the comedy circuit for a while, but she hadn't, like, made it mainstream. Everybody was excited for her for this time because she really is getting her just due. Like, she really has been working and grinding. And I think it was even what Kevin Hart was saying, how... You know, she was one of the people that was, you know, encouraging him and motivating him like early on. So it's to finally see her pop and to see that there's this this anti Leslie Jones black backlash that really is coming from just a lot of crazy characters to me is is bull and is really, really sad. It's kind of like, you know, she can't really have this moment to shine because she has all of this stuff. First, it was people, you know, posting pictures of her. Um, a monkey in her spot and saying like she's a big black monkey and now it's like yo people are going into your your private stuff getting your private photos of you like posting of yourself and like new photos that you took for yourself that you just have on your phone and people are posting that to your website and just trying to like shame you like to me it's it's rough and it's not I feel like it's one of those things where it's really not much that you can do but it's just so sad for me because I'm like, yo, Leslie Jones is like she doing her thing. Like this is her moment to shine and like this is her it girl moment and she can't even fully have that because you have racist dumb people that is just trying to just make it hard for her. It's, I think mm-hmm. it's stupid. It's frustrating. Yeah, it's so unfortunate and you know, I hope I'm sure she'll rise above this. I don't think this will hold her down too much. Yeah, I don't think it's going to hold her down. I just feel like it sucks that she has to go through it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's yeah, real definitely. sad. This is, you can't really enjoy it. And it really is just because it's not like you you did anything anybody. You said anything. It's just a bunch of people that's just stupid and just mad that you're black and you do anything. So, yeah. So, it's like they're trying to F it up. I feel like that's, that's real jacked up. So, forget yeah. those people. I support you, Leslie Jones. Keep doing your we thing. We support you, Leslie. Hashtag support Leslie. Yeah, <clears throat> I, with the hashtag Black Men Support Leslie. I, I'm I'm with it. Yes. So, Nate Parker is <clears throat> deep. It's, it goes real, real deep. Yeah. It, did you read the Did you read the responses from the four like black people that were at Penn State? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And saying that this this whole story has kind of been blown out of proportion. Yeah, and the meat is kind of sensationalizing it. Um, yeah, it's still not enough attention given to the victim, right? And I, I, it's kind of one of those things where I think that in an effort to clear his name, he's making himself look worse, right? I I, I feel like I was listening to this podcast, Code Switch podcast, and I feel like one of the major offenses for a lot of people was the fact that he didn't seem to have much concern or remorse for the young woman. I think reading the the responses from those those four people that went to Penn State, I don't think they were all students. I think some of them were faculty as well. But reading their responses for me it just it it complicated things and it further complicated things because i i i feel like we've seen you know something we've we've seen a situation where there's a black male that has been accused of rape um by a white woman and immediately everybody just goes in on this guy later to find out that she lied or she made it up and you get a confession and it's it becomes oh well you know there's an apology and so it's kind of like you want to believe him first um, and then you, when you say, when people say, when you hear rape and you hear, and I, I won't speak for people, I'll speak for myself, but 
when I hear a woman say that she's been raped, to me, I'm like, you know, we can't take that lightly. That is because it's something that happens. It's something that happens more often than not. And so many times the victim's voice gets overshadowed and allegations of her being a hoe or her lying and things like that. So for me, I'm like, you know, I want to give special. I feel like that's something that should be given special care and something that we should consider. Um, Mm -hmm. But then also, if you consider like things that they're saying, like the climate of the campus during that time, different things that were happening during that time that were going on on the campus and saying that this young woman also had reported of having she'd been reported to have other issues, other issues prior to that. To me, it's it's just really, really uncomfortable, you know, and. Mm -hmm. I've also heard, like, listening to the podcast, I've heard just another side that says, like, Nate Parker during that time was a star athlete. So and he was very kind of racially ambiguous during that time in the sense that he was accepted by white people. He was viewed as kind of one of us, in a sense, um, during that time on that campus. And then even were people saying like, you know, he was one of those guys that felt like I can't date a black woman because a black woman doesn't progress me in the way that dating this white woman would date. And so it's just so many different layers and so many different things. And it's so I feel like at this point for me, and I always try to take very like take special care uh, on talking about certain things. And so I'll just apologize now if I've offended anybody, because I think it's important to have an open dialogue about it. And I feel like where you fall is where you fall and nobody can fault you on that. But for me, it's, I always want to take very special care when talking about it simply because I don't want to, I mean, at the end of the day, we, none of us know, right. Mm -hmm. Um, What we do know though, is that we know Nate Parker and we know him based on, you know, the work that he's done. um, And also this work that he's completed, that is going to be this like big thing and is, you know, expected to get all of these Oscar nods and just be really riveted as a great film. And people that have watched it and reviewed it already have said it's a great film. And so you're kind of torn because it's like, this is somebody that I know, and this is something that I support. So you're torn in that regard. But I I think also for me, it all immediately comes, but what about this young woman, right? This person that I don't know, like, I don't know her story. I don't know what was going on. And if someone says that, assuming that people are good and assuming that someone wouldn't lie about something at, such as rape, because I don't know, it's just, I feel like knowing anybody knowing all of the, the hurt, the pain and the backlash that could potentially come your way when you allege that somebody rapes you, particularly somebody that has some sort of like notoriety, even if it's in the campus community, I just kind of start to believe I don't think that somebody would really just do that. You know what I'm saying? Not mm-hmm. to say that nobody would, but to me, it's kind of I, I, I kind of it makes me want to say, well, let's consider this story. Right. Um, because that is that's I don't really know that somebody would do that, especially if this person was a star athlete and he, you know, had all of this pull in his weight. Mm. Do you really want to allow him? Because chances of you actually coming out in a good space are very slim to numb. And I don't slim to none. And I don't think that that's something that's not known. I think it's something that everybody knows. So I don't really know why you do it. But anyway, it's very it's very hard. It's very tough. Um, I said last week that I think I'm still going to see the movie. I feel like this week and I'm just kind of like, uh I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't know for 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 personal reasons. I don't know for, you know, I feel like there's one thing to be like, I want to support the, the movement. But then there's another thing to say, well, am I telling you that I think that this is OK? Um, and again, I can't hold you legally for something, but it's it's just so it's just rough. You know what I'm saying? It's a mm-hmm. really, really, really rough situation. It's really, really tough so i don't know i really want to keep every time i can have a conversation with somebody about it i'm open to it because i feel like especially when i'm talking to women um i feel like i always hear another perspective that or it's coming from a personal place a perspective that's coming from a personal place that i haven't thought about or it's just something i didn't experience so hearing a woman you know kind of talk about and shed light on what that means as a woman to say 
you know, somebody raped me and making parallels as I was listening to the Code Switch podcast. Uh, one of the, the women, she was making parallels of how her experience being sexually assaulted, as well as, you know, saying as she's reading transcripts, these are the things that the victim is saying and how those two were very, very close. And it came from a very personal place um, and talking about how she had to like fight herself in order to be able to say something because she didn't want to say something because she didn't want to go through all of that. And it's to me that just, it's so many layers of it. That's just like, ah, this is not just as much as a no brainer as it is. But I say this all the time. You have, you can have some of the craziest people. And again, not saying that Nate Parker is guilty because I don't know, but I feel like you can have some of the worst people in the world that can produce some incredible content um, can can be very very effective in what they do and I feel like it becomes that's when it's your responsibility as an individual to make a decision of if you're going to decide to do it or if you're going to decide not to do it based on what your conviction is so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so y'all let us know what you think we're going to be back with our main dish it's been a long time, long time. wishing to left you, left you without a dope step two step two All right, now we're back with our main dish. Our main dish. Whoever you came with, who you came with. Main dish. I never feel like, I I feel like I'm such a bad producer. Okay, so this week and our main dish, this is what we're dishing about. So if you don't, I'm just going to preface this by saying, if you don't watch Power, if you haven't watched the last episode of Power, if you haven't watched this season at this point, you want to stop and you want to go do something else. Listen to another episode, do a flashback, a third throwback Thursday, flashback Friday, uh, setback Saturday, slip back Sunday, move back Monday, take it back Tuesday. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what to say for Wednesday. <laughs> But yeah, so stop here and go listen to another episode because we're going to talk about power and I don't want to ruin anything for anybody because I know if somebody ruins it for me, I get really, really pissed. All right. So we got that out of the way. So this episode for our main dish, we want to just keep it just very, you know, just very like one of the things that we do all the time. We want to foster uh, brunch discussions and we want to talk about things that we talk about at brunch and power is an amazing Major, major show. I feel like everybody's watching Power now and everybody has so many different things that they take away from the show because the show has a lot of layers. And it's really, really it's a good show. It's really good writing. And I love that it keeps you on edge, um, but not so much on edge that it's uncomfortable or not so much that you're looking for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. But you just love you've kind of grown a liking for to these characters and like got connected to these characters. So you really, you know, you just want to see what happens. You want to follow it. So we're going to talk about power um, for our main dish for it, this episode. And we're just going to start off really fast just to uh, talk about some of the different themes and some of the different things that um, we like about the show and things that stand out to us. So for me, initially, I wasn't I was a person that didn't like power. I didn't start watching power until maybe after like the third or fourth episode in the second season. Um, I had heard that it came out. I was one of those people that kind of was like on the bandwagon of power is just like uh, Empire. And I had nothing to base it off of outside of the fact that that's what people were saying. Um, I tried to watch the very first episode. I only got to the part where Marty Amari Hardwick's or ghost character goes and shoots the guy. He comes out of the club on the first episode and shoots the guy and it's like, mm-hmm. clean it up. And I felt like I was like, okay, so I feel like he's overacting. I feel like he's using the curse word, every other word, just to try to make himself feel down. And I'm very skeptical and kind of question people that, when your dis- your portrayal of being like hard is cursing every other word, because mm-hmm. I don't, I guess for me, I'm just kind of like that's not real. Like I know, I mean, I grew up around people that were hard, if you will, and 
every other word wasn't just a curse word just because like I feel like you curse with a purpose, which is a whole different conversation that I have. We could have. So, but yeah, it just seemed it, it, it didn't come off authentic to me. So I didn't believe it. So I didn't watch it. Um, But it took me to continue to watch that first episode when I was with uh at my best friend's house. And I was like, what is this? And she was like, this is power. And I'm like, wait, what? So then I end up binge watching from that time. I think it was like from Sunday to Monday. I watched the entire first season. And like all of the episodes of the second season. So I just got caught up from there. And it just got really good. Um, but one of the things that I, I really like is how how complex the characters are. Um, I think it's very true to life in the sense that you can have an expectation for a character do to a character to do one thing and you that character themselves will even expect themselves to do something but it'll just turn out a completely different way given us a, a scenario a different scenario and an unexpected turn of events and i feel like for me that's what ties me to a lot of these characters and i like the reason i would like to watch it is because the character believes that this is what I'm going to do and this is how it is. And, you know, I'm just so sure of myself, but then life happens or, you know, writing happens for them and they respond in a different way in a way to me that seems very natural and very human and very Mm -hmm. identifiable because I feel that way in myself. I'm a person that I say, you know, I know who I am. And thankfully, I know who I am and I'm very confident and comfortable in my own skin. And I feel like life will happen. And I'm like, wow, I didn't know that I would respond this way. I didn't know that, you know, I would think this way about this. I didn't know that I would evolve in this thought process, if you will, based on life experiences. Like life is kind of just kind of threw some things at me. And it's like, wait, wow, I got to think about this differently. I got to be more analytical there. So for me, that's one of the things that I really love about the show. Probably, if not the the, mo- the the best thing is the characters are very relatable and they just seem really real. It, it's mm-hmm. definitely like, I know Atasha. Um, I know a Tommy, uh, not somebody that, well, actually I knew, I've known a, a few Tommies in terms of being like, a white guy from the hood, but I've know guys that have like instincts like a Tommy. Um, heck, I even know uh uh what's a uh, Fifty Cent son name? I can't think of it. Sean. Sean. I know a Sean, and in many ways, it's so funny. I remember being like, I always say Sean is wet behind the ears, but I was like, I know. I can identify to some of those ways of like kind of being in a certain setting around these these dudes, but you're trying to want to like. You want to you want to stand put a, a stamp on who you are as a man in this place, and you recognize that this is just kind of not really my lane. But I I'm not going to be a punk in this lane or let nobody punk me in this lane. So I'm gonna try to like you know do my own thing. So it's 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 just real. It's it's really relatable for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I'm a fan of power. Um, I didn't think I would like it at first um, until I binge watched it. And um, I think one of the things that I think that really is interesting about the show is a ghost and his relationship with Angela and how they live in this kind of alternate reality. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that sometimes we could do that. It's like a selfishness and not to the extent that he's doing it. Um, I hope nobody's listening. I know me and Randall aren't um, killers. Um, be able to do it, but uh, I don't do anything that's gonna put me closer to a jail cell. Can't do it. (laughs) But this whole idea, this selfishness that he has, is like I want to be this good guy and this stand up guy, but he's continuing to do all this selfish, reckless stuff, Mm -hmm. um, just to fulfill this image he has in his head. And it's like, no, you can't disconnect yourself from your past and all the things you built, even your family. Um, just to live in this ideal dream world that's not realistic and sometimes I think us as people have unrealistic expectations when we want to do something or we see something new or we have something that we could try to recapture that's old and that we want to like because his whole aspect with Angela that's the old dream before he had all this stuff built he's trying to recapture that and then have a life that he dreamed of having and that's just not possible 
you can't disconnect yourself from everything that's happened. And sometimes I think, you know, just us as young professionals, we kind of do that if we meet somebody new, um, if we just go off in this fairy tale and it's like, hey, you can't do that because real life is here. Right. Um, so I think that's the complex whole idea with with ghosts and what's going on with his life. So it's interesting. It's it's an interesting show. So it really is. I think so. I was on uh, think Facebook and I saw this question asked and I kind of want to talk about this to you and kind of get your opinion. I feel like people I never said my opinion. So I feel like people will go in. So the question was, who's more loyal to ghosts, uh, Tasha or Angela? Tasha, hands down. Why? Why do you think that? Um, because she's holding down the fort, holding down his family. She's still down to do stuff that needs to be done, um, to put on this role and pretend to be his wife for the weekend, even though he's hurt her deeply. Um, I mean, but you can argue that if he gets caught, she gets caught too. Um, I think, I don't know. Honestly, now that I'm talking through it. Who do you think? Are you going to say Angela? Yeah, I think Angela. Um, and I know yeah. people are going to go in on me for that. But I think, I honestly, I think Angela, because I feel like in the in the realm of what's going on, she has, number one, the most to lose. And number two, I feel like she is doing it from the most sincere place. Um, I don't now. Don't get me wrong. I rise for Tasha. I think Tasha is dope. I think Tasha is really like she really is the embodiment of like a ride or die. Like she got it. She's there. But I think also Tasha wants that that life. She wants you know. She wants money. She wants to be in that realm where she's taken care of and she's able to uphold and maintain this this life and this lifestyle and it's not to say that she doesn't love ghosts or it's like all made up i don't feel that way but i feel like she really does have a vested interest in keeping him that in keeping him in the game so that she can maintain what she wants and i feel like i got that sense when he told her you know I aspire to not do this for the rest of my life. I want to do something different. Now, had Tasha's response been, you know, I'm concerned with money, but it's going to be an adjustment. But I support you. Then to me, I would be like, oh, yeah, for sure. It's Tasha. But I feel like her M.O. and doing all this stuff, honestly, is kind of creating an opportunity for her to continue to be taken care of. Whereas for me, Angela's. MO for doing all this is honestly she gets to be with this guy that she's been in love with from since they were kids. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, yo, you worked hard. You got a law degree. You know, you're you're fed like you. You've gotten yourself to a great place and you're doing these things to jeopardize all of this because you're in love with this guy. And until the last episode, I didn't feel that way. The last episode when she like broke down crying and let out that well, that like got me. I was at the gym. I'm like on the treadmill running, like going hard, going in. And I saw that scene and that junk took me. I had to like stop. I was like, wow, this is dope. Because I feel like in that moment for me, it became real that she's only doing this for him. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like she's the most loyal because it's like, honestly, I don't get I'm taking a chance on love to do all this stuff, but I'm still going to do it anyway because I want to have that actual chance with love with you. So for me, it's I don't know. I feel like she's the most I feel like she's the most loyal because I feel like her her intentions are the purest. Now, I know a lot of people going to go in on me. I know a lot of people going to go off on me. And that's cool. You know, we can have a debate, but I'm just stating my opinion. That's it. I still think Tasha's. I don't think she would have. I think we only seen Angela in a snapshot, but her and goes, she sacrificed for him for years. What do you mean? I just think like she's been doing all this undercover stuff. Like, oh, you mean Tasha has been? Yeah, she hasn't. She's been sacrificing for him for years. He essentially 
was the one they kind of built this together because you hear Tommy talking about how she set up all the accounting because she was in account. Like she gave up her dream to be in school to help ghosts. Like she had dreams and her whole identity is wrapped up into him and she's had his children. I just feel like, I feel like there's a, a deeper connection. Yeah, you know, I just, and not to say that she doesn't have this, and I mean, it's a valid point. I think she's more realistic about what, I think she doesn't live in, Angela wants him to get out, but at the same time, Tasha knows he's too deep in to really be clean. Like, there's no way out. But I think there is a way out, though. I think, I think he's, I think it's hard now, don't get me wrong. Like, I think it it, it it definitely is hard for him to get out. Um, It's definitely it's 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 impossible for him to get out like untouched or without some sort of hurt or pain or loss. Like now I, I'll agree that that's it. But I think there's a possibility for the, for him to get out. I feel like in season two, though, um, when he was really, really trying to to make it happen to get out, I feel like some of the pressure from Tasha for me made him feel like I can't I can't do it um because if I if I do like what about you you know what I'm saying like I almost a guilt trip of well I have to I gotta take care of the family I gotta make sure that we can we can upkeep you know this image and you're able to live this life that you want to live to me I just I don't know maybe that for me was a that was a thing that made me say okay Tasha so this is it's not so much about, you know, you doing this for him because you do have a vested interest in this as well. And your vested interest does come in large part from you want you wanting to continue to get what you want. You know what I mean? Like, I still want to be able to live this life. I still want to be able to be, you know, footloose and fancy and go shopping with my homegirls and buy all this stuff. And I feel like that's her motive. Now, I do feel like she's down for the cause, but I feel like the cause is she's a part of the cause as well. Like she, as you said, she helped build this. So it's kind of like her investment going down. Now the sacrifice, the sacrifice piece of, you know, her sacrifice in school and things like that. That's something to consider. Like maybe I, maybe if I consider that a little more, I can, I'll have to reassess it, but I don't know. I just feel like this last episode with, with Angie, it, it just got me like, it really, really got me. Cause I was like, dang. And then seeing the, the clip for the the newer episode um yo like they're looking for and she she has you just see the clip where it says she goes to ghost and she's like so you're gonna let me go to prison for the rest of my life or, or get the death penalty i think is what she said um for something that i didn't do and so it kind of is like that to me that also shows the level of loyalty and commitment that she has to him and it's like yo i've i'm doing i've done all of this for you or for us and now you decided you don't want to be with me but now you're also deciding as well that you're not gonna you know fess up and tell the truth if i have to go down like that to me was yeah that ain't right i still think tasha will go to jail for him too no, i feel like she'll go, I think- she'll go to jail for herself like, I feel like, I mean, you know, if she went to jail, it's, cause it's she always <clears throat> these, these black men and these foreign women, boy, they don't stay loyal. <laughs> Here we them. go. Here <laughs> we go. Cause I knew that conversation was coming up. I knew. And for the record, I'm, she got, I got Angela got the complexion feel, for protection. <laughs> I do not feel this way because of Angela. Cause if you know me, you know that chocolate dark skin is the way to go like it's not because of that just I saying, just, it's not the way it seems right now <laughs> it's not the case it is not the case <laughs> whatsoever whatsoever so i i there, there was one scene that happened in i think it was the last episode there was a scene when yeah it was, it was the last episode when Tariq, uh his son gives him a hug right and mm-hmm. he he tries to like let him go like you know just gives him a normal hug but like Tariq kind of squeezes him and mm-hmm. for me that was a big scene because I was just glad that 
to me, it represented so much. And it, it kind of, as I say, like in many ways, some of these situations and these characters feel very relatable and very real. And in some cases, familiar, um, not in terms of, again, like, you know, going out to kill nobody, but just in terms of kind of like the the situations they find themselves in with other characters. Um, but I felt like in that moment for me, Tariq was kind of worried, afraid, but also crying for help. Like, I need you to, I need you to really get how you not being here is a problem. And Mm -hmm. while I know that there's things that I don't understand, while I know that, you know, whatever this is, whatever is going on, you and mom are saying like, this is for the best. That's cool. I can, I, I mean, I guess like it doesn't feel that way for me, but in that moment for me, it's like, it was like, he was crying for 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 help like i need you to to get this i need you to get that i'm not just trying to give you no all right dad i got you hug like this hug is more so about like i need you here um and i feel like to seeing the last episode that was a part of another part of the push that kind of made go say i don't know how much it's almost like the, the, the cards, the, the stars are aligned and the, the, the cards are the decks are stacked for me to make this decision to not be with Angela, because not only is she possibly going to be in danger if I don't do this, but this also gives me an opportunity to go back to my children to make sure that I'm there for them. Um, and so for me, that that scene was just like really, really powerful um, and it really stuck out. And it again, just kind of reaffirmed like what I mean when I say the show is written so well, because it's one thing to make Tariq this rebellious kid. That's just mad because his dad's not there. There's another thing to write the character in such a way that he becomes a rebellious kid, but his rebellion comes on the heels of curiosity because of unanswered questions. But in moments of being faced with the, the root of his issue, he's kind of saying like, as opposed to resenting you, I'm trying to hold on to you and I need you to hold on to me because this is really weird. But what I think it also does is it gives them the space and opportunity to allow Tariq's character to develop in such a way to be like, I tried to reach out to you. I tried to get, you know, what I tried to get what I needed from you, but you didn't give it to me. So now I'm mad at you. Now I resent you. Now I go against you. And I believe that Tariq's character is going to end up um, going with Kanan. I, I really feel like Tariq's character is going to get caught up and tied up some kind of way with Kanan. And that's how that's going to play out. Oh, wow. I didn't even see that. I didn't even think about that. Because I feel like it's one of those. You it's took payback. my son. Yeah, you took my son and made me take my son out. So now I'm going to take your son and you're kind of setting up the building blocks for your son to be upset because you won't give him any of the story, but I'm going to give your son the real story. And because, or the story that I want him to think is the real story, because I'm giving him more than what you did. I think that's what he's, that's why he's going to feel like, wait, this is, I got to go with Kanan because Kanan is being truthful to me. And my dad is just kind of like out of here. Wow. That's a good way to look at it. I didn't, I didn't even, think that writers might go that way but yeah but that's what i mean though like that's why i feel like there's so many different ways and so many different things that you can dive into with the show but that's why i like it because it is it's multi-layered it's 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 i mean i can say this today and then something can happen next week and you'll feel a completely different way but much like we are as humans you know we have we expect things to be a certain way based on like our patterns was like, oh, you know, I know that this person is that type of person. And honestly, put in a different circumstance, things can happen a little different. And, you know, they'll make a decision that seems familiar. It's like, well, I now seeing the decision that they made and considering their past, it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's what I, that's what I mean. The show is written in such a way that is like the characters are, are, are fully, fully realized and fully developed um, to the writers, but not so much to us. I love their the thing about Ghost is that he's so to me self self serving that he doesn't realize the loyalty that's all around him. I think that Tommy demonstrated his 
his undying loyalty to him by killing um Holly. Red. Yeah. Yeah. But she had to go. Oh, I was so happy when she left. I <laughs> felt bad that Tommy did it because I knew that it was bad for Tommy. Oh, but when she died, I was on the plane and I kept saying, the witch is dead. The witch is dead. The witch is dead. The witch is dead. I, the level of excitement that I felt was it was pretty sad. It's kind of morbid. But I feel like Ghost wouldn't have done that for Tommy. You're right. I don't think Ghost values Tommy. Um, I think in Ghost's twisted mind, he is he is doing things and I, again i feel like he does so many things that he feels like he's doing because he's trying to take care of everybody and he's not being selfish that he kind of becomes selfish about certain things and it's he does he's not able to see his selfishness because it's like i'm so giving to everything else so like i spent so much time in the game because i was trying to make it happen for my family so now my children have you know they're going to private schools you know we have this nice like condo great views a beautiful place to stay uh everything life is financially just in order and that's what i was doing to sacrifice to make sure that my offspring can have better and so it's kind of like i feel like angela is that one thing and it, i think it really it says a lot too that they dated when they were in high school at a time where he was probably making the most sacrifices you know what i'm saying like on the streets and trying to like living that life he's making the most sacrifices trying to make his life better and so now that his life is better he's going back to like his childhood or his high school days and trying to be selfish in a way that he probably should have just been selfish then you know what i mean so i feel like she mm-hmm. represents so much more than just like oh a girl that i used to love a girl that i used to date she's kind of like here's my opportunity to give myself what i want um or to take care of my needs because i've taken care of everybody else without recognizing the fact that doing that in this stage in the space of life honestly robs everybody else because you've you have a responsibility. You've made a commitment and now you're just going to be with this chick because you quote unquote love her from high school. Like it seems so selfish, but I feel like in Ghost's mind, it's like, but I've given up everything for everybody and done all this to take care of everybody. And now everybody's taken care of for the most part or to whatever degree. So I should just be able to go and live my happily ever after with this woman that I liked when I was 14. Like, yeah, that's what it seems his logic is and where he is bec- with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Well, y'all let us know what y'all think about power and the co- uh, characters. I'm stuttering. Jeez. <laughs> Do y'all think uh, that Ghost is selfish? Do y'all think he's with y'all, Tasha or the white woman? Um, she's Hispanic. She's not white. <laughs> You know how people like y'all ain't no good. Be like, yes, y'all not no good. Got oh, the old, white woman. Right. Got that old white woman. Oh Lord, here we go. <laughs> In those situations, if you're not black, you're white. Yes. But uh let us know if it's Angela or Tasha who holds him down more. Um I think it's Tasha still, but hey, you know, we all are entitled to our own opinion. Um, yeah, so let us know by hashtagging chat BC. We'll be back with our toast or roast. Now we're back with our toast or roast. Yes. And so I'm going to be up first. And I'm going to toast to Greenleaf for another incredible week. This week uh, was very, very intense. Um, Which Kevin, the... Well, you you probably not going to watch the whole season. So you could if I spoil it. Spoiler alert for those who... But Kevin... But wait, I don't want to... I might eventually watch it. Hold on. I'm going to... I'm going to take off my headphones. Go ahead. (laughs) So Kevin 
the uh the husband mm. of the youngest daughter um admits that he has feelings for men and it's like this whole emotional scene but it was crazy good acting by both of them um so shout out to them for just doing a great job continuing to tackle real issues and continue to act their behinds off Greenleaf Oprah you are a you did your good work in executive producing this because like I said last week it's 10 times better in quality than the have and have nots and I'm done all right I missed it I, I, I pulled it away from my head the headphones off and I didn't hear anything so at some point in time I, I do that because at some point in time I'm I'm gonna watch this show um yeah at some point in time I'm gonna watch this show so that's what I plan on doing we'll see I don't really know maybe it'll happen maybe it won't happen but anyway um so I really don't have a toast or a roast this week um I think it's just it's been a week where nothing is really kind of like was like really really crazy for me um at all I don't really know I think I got so much stuff going on so I don't necessarily know I want to toast I'll toast this I will toast this so I'll toast to the young people I'm actually a part of a group me group I have a friend that started this group me group of black travelers um it's called dear black travelers um, and it's basically just a bunch of different young professionals that are just all across the globe that love travel. And they're always giving out travel tips and they're always talking about, you know, if you're going to this place, somebody will post like, hey, I'm going to this destination. What do you guys think are some must do's? And people will give like updates, insights. Here's how you get like a cheap ticket. Hey, here's a special look up this hotels and things like that. So I'm actually just going to toast to dear black traveler, the group me group and actually the website. Um, I believe the website is dear black traveler, but just to my homeboy that, that is doing that to everybody that is young and that's black and that's traveling and that's experiencing the world. I just want to toast to you guys because I think that it's, it's so there's so many times I would like look in the, I'll get all these group me messages and I'll just go through the thread and I'm like reading stuff and I'm the worst again. If you know me, I'm kind of really bad with group me groups. Um, I have a number of group me groups. So that's why it's like ugh, sometimes, you know, if you hit me on the right day, I'm all in for it. But I have this group. The most active I'm in is my group me group, my my line brothers, as well as um, some some group, a group me group that I have with my friends. And that's usually just because people are saying like random crazy stuff or I'm getting random crazy pictures that I see. But Toasted Dear Black Traveler, I think it's dope. I love to see black people, young black people that continue to push each other and inspire each other to do great things. So I'm toasting to Dear Black Tra- Traveler and toast to, yeah, just black travel and greatness all over. All right. That's that black magic. Yes. So we're going to leave you with today's good vibe. Good vibe comes from Darius Daniels. Says some people can love you greatly, but advise you poorly. And God knows that's the truth. Very, very just true. because they love you doesn't mean they can give you good advice exactly they look will at their life crazy stuff yeah look at their life and assess the uh messenger before you take their message and if somebody's always having problems let me just say this <laughs> because if you talk to people and i don't understand this i had this conversation with a friend today maybe we need to have a show on this but i was having a conversation with a friend like if I'm around somebody and there's always some form of drama, gossip or issue that's going on with somebody else, you're the last person to give me advice. So I'm probably not going to tell you anything. I'm probably not going to ask you any questions. And I advise everybody else, like for real, if you have that friends and I know maybe I think it's different for, for women, because I think like there's a part of women that likes. I don't want to say drama, but it, maybe it's like the confrontation of it. That's kind of like a, a challenge. I don't know. I just think about like the housewives of Atlanta and I'm like, why do you continue to be around people that you always have problems with? Just don't be around them. But I guess this, I don't know that. So I think about, I don't think that. that's all women, but I think they do it because they just, maybe because they, they get a check, right? Ratings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but just in general, if somebody is always having an issue and always having a problem and there's always something wrong with like that person and another person or that person in you, 
you probably should just make a decision to do something different. Like, don't get advice from that person because, yeah, they ain't got it. That's not it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, so y'all hit us up. We again, we thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Brunch Culture. Remember, you guys can always hit us up at our email at brunchculturebc.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at Brunch Culture and on Instagram at brunch underscore culture. We, as always, we love to hear your comments. We want you guys to go to iTunes and leave us comments. Um, that helps us grow the show, it helps us get advertisers and sponsors so that people can support the show and we continue to. We can continue to bring you great content. Uh, I know that somebody's going to text me this week about the show. So I love getting text messages from people to engage about the show or things that we talked about. Let us know what y'all think about power. Um, I don't want to start this thing, but I, I this week, I'm going to say this week, I'm Team Angela. So y'all hit us up. Let us know. Uh-huh. Remember here at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion.